Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The most stupendous, biggest match in WrestleMania history is in the books. We have an undisputed world champion, Adam Blompier, the holder of both the interim and real world's championships. No one saw it coming. When he won the jam, the, the, the jam ball back in January, no one could have foreseen that just a few months later he'd be holding both the Jam That Championship, and the interim Jam That Championship on the same night. One of those belts didn't exist. I know. That's probably why. After he won last year's Jamble and lost he at has, WrestleJamia. He has failed at every opportunity he's ever had for the championship. And then, on one night, or well, technically across two nights with one of the belts, he won both of them in one match. He was just waiting for more Jam. He was biding his time. Also, Andy now holds the record for the shortest reign <laughs> as the Jam That Champion. Technically, one match long. He's arcane. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this WrestleMania 38 Night Dur review with me, Ollie Davis, and Luke Owen, DAD. No longer your Jam That Champion, but nope. that's okay. I'm the Sasha Banks of WrestleTalk, yet to defend my belt at a pay per view mm -hmm. successfully. Uh, and this review is brought to you by. Beer. Indeed. Mwah. Beer is coming to your front door. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Get yourself not one, not two, not three, but ten free craft beers on us. Just got to pay for that sweet ass postage and packaging. They send you a box full of ten beers, a magazine, snacks, and all sorts of wonderful goodies. It's a fabulous subscription service. I have been a Beer52 subscriber now for about seven, nearly eight years, and I have loved every single box that I've got. There are some beers in this box that even you know seven years into this i'd have gone like oh i'm not sure about that one and then i taste it i'm like oh wow that's amazing i was just quite intoxicated by not only the lady drawn on this that's that's quite a flexible lady um but the flavor a peach vegan milkshake ipa so we... why would anyone want to mimic the vegan milkshake well, here, so fun story. King J was on the stream with us last uh, night. He came down about halfway through during the Edge AJ match. He sat down and Adam said to him, would you like a beer? 
We have Parsons Welcome Baby 2. That's the beer that Adam passed him. And I was like, Adam, we're trying to look cool here. That's cool. That is, I mean, it is cool, but it's also... It's hipster. It's, it's a big move. It is a big play when you're trying to impress someone as cool as King J and you're handing them a peach vegan milkshake IPA. <laughs> and I was like, oh, if he drinks that and he says it's bad, like, what are we going to do? He drank and he was like, that's really tasty. Awesome. And then I think he said... You guys might be the coolest people I've ever met in my life. It's King J approved, which vis-a-vis, it's Xavier Woods approved. Absolutely. Or Xavier Woods. I can never decide how to pronounce that man's name. It was so much easier for you when he was King Woods. I know. And they took it away from you. Just just Woods. (laughs) There's too many, still there's too many double named people in WWE. Yeah. Chad Gable, Gable Steveson, that's not going to last. Oh, I think they're going to have a match on Raw tonight for the rights to the Gable name. Gable War. (laughs) Right. Let's talk about the main event of this show. It was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. It was... You know, one of they played one of my favourite songs, which is Big Move, Big Move, Spear Through the Barricade. They did a few little new bits on my favourite song. My favourite song being Lesnar versus Goldberg, WrestleMania 33. Like the spear <coughs> the spear into a Kimura lock. Yeah. I thought that was great. Looks like this is all speculation going by what happened. But it seemed like it was too great because Reigns then rolled out of the Kimura lock. His arm looks weird. There's like an extra bump below his shoulder. He says to Paul Heyman, it's out, it's out. And the commentary were like, I think he's talking about his shoulder. I think it's dislocated. Paul Heyman's like, oh, my love, my love, you can do this for your family. So Paul Heyman was just like, Roman's like, no, dude, I'm really hurt here. And Paul Heyman's like, I'm in character. Oh, hail my tribal chief. (laughs) Yes, you're amazing. And... Then Roman stood up and just one spear for, for on Brock and one. To me, especially because it went off air at three hours, 45, 47 minutes, and the previous night was four hours, five. That all lines up to me as this match was cut short, just as it was entering its really exciting final third because of an injury. I, yeah, I mean, we didn't pick up on that when we did the live reactions to this. We just thought Roman was doing a, an amazing sell job on this. Because when Roman wins the belt, he holds up the universal title and then he struggles <laughs> to lift up the other belt. And we were like, man, what a seller. Hmm. Like, what an absolute, like, a pro to the end of this day. Really? Uh, sorry, Rick Boogs, another great seller. Excellent. <laughs> Absolutely. So I didn't pick up on that at all. I mean, if Roman is hurt, one of the benefits of the Roman Reigns character is that he doesn't wrestle on TV. <laughs> so he's just got time to rest up before the next pay-per-view. Yeah, I, it's, it's a shame because I thought it was just on the moment. I, I, I really enjoyed the match, but it was just on the moment where it could have lived up to the one of the better matches, better main events in history. They were building this as the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time. And for me personally, I don't think it lived up to that expectation. Mm. I thought with Roman selling the... I think it was always going to sell the arm. That was part of the story because he was in the Kimura lock. But with Roman selling the arm, Brock selling the balls or whatever injury he had, like two warriors, and they're about to go at it for five more minutes. It's it's really unfortunate that we didn't get that. I, I think it is as well. Uh, for me, the match was... I thought the match was quite disappointing mm. in a way because when they announced that it was going to be Roman versus Brock, there was quite a bit of discourse online about like, oh, it's yet another rematch uh, between Rock and Roman headlining WrestleMania. 
And the people who were defending that made the argument that, like, well, Austin and Rock main evented three WrestleManias within four years. You know, there's that. So there's that argument there. My counter argument to that would be, though, is that those three matches were all different. Yeah. <laughs> they were all indistinctively different from each other. And Rock and Broman, sorry, Brock, Rock and Broman, Brock and Roman, Roman. <laughs> have had the same match since WrestleMania 31. Mm. And every time they have stepped into the ring, no matter where it is, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Saudi Arabia, they have the same match every single time. And when I was watching this match, I was like, I'm pretty bored of seeing this match now. Quite comfortably, I never want to see Brock and Roman have another match ever again. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm not as down on it as you are because I I really do love that Heyman big move. We're only going to play four different bits style of match. But yeah, I just I, who knows what else they had planned. If if this sort of speculation mm-hmm. that the match was cut short is true. Maybe they did have another gear. One of the things I love about Roman's matches in the lockdown era of his character is it was all about that final third. You had about a half hour of wrestling, which, you know, was engrossing, but not particularly thrilling. But it was all about those final five to ten minutes where it just like be trash talking the other person in some next level Shakespearean drama. I'm not saying we would have got that in front of 77,000 people, 77,000 people <laughs> with Brock Lesnar, but I feel like they probably had something more planned. Even down to the fact that he, you, what, what's the one, what's the one move you probably don't want to hit with a dislocated shoulder? Oh, the spear. The spear with your shoulder. With your shoulder. Yeah. They didn't even really play that up. Yeah, he hit it to the back as well. What is it? What was it with spears to the back on I, this WrestleMania? I know we said the same thing. Like, why did they? Why are the two matches where they've done it to the back? It's looked like a mistake both times. Mm. Yeah, it's the funny thing to me with Brock Lesnar is you know that interview that he did. I think it was with the Pat. It was the Pat McAfee interview. You know the one where he was talking about how like the problem with these kids yeah. today is they don't know how to get over, and no one knows how to be a star anymore. That's why I've got to keep coming back and saving this company. In that interview, he was talking about like they just keep doing the same thing over and over again with the big clips. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hypocrite, Brock! Just getting their German oh. suplex F five. He's working. <laughs> He's been a heel. I'm just seeing if there's any more notes I've got, but there really isn't because. That's all there was. And there was a moment when uh, when Roman won, he went to the outside and he lifted up both belts and the graphic came up in the corner, say like, you know, WrestleMania. And it then went off screen and it cut back to Brock in the ring who was like, oh man, I lost. And it, I was like, are we NXT takeovering this? <laughs> Where there's going to be a big angle like that's, you know, the post credit sequence. But no, it just, it faded to black. I think there's an... Oh, did you... Do you not keep watching? <laughs> oh, oh my God, Tommaso Ciampa ran wild on everybody. Nick Fury showed up. <laughs> the um, I, there was an interesting detail that I really liked about this post match that um is made me very curious to see what happens on Raw tonight, which is that when Roman had both belts, he lifted both of them up. He then only held onto the Universal Championship and handed over the WWE title to for Heyman to hold. And I was curious about that because uh, earlier in the night, Vince introduced Austin Theory as a future Universal Champion. And it just made me think, I was like, I wonder if we're going to do a character beat of Roman where he's like, I'm only interested in this one belt. This is the belt that means the most to me. Oh, God, that's and a terrible idea. on Raw tonight, we do a tournament to crown a new WWE Champion. 
and theory wins. Oh, I think that's well. Actually, I mean, if I if fast. I was if I was a betting man, I'd put on Edge. Yeah. Oh, that I'd I'd love that. Actually. Yeah. Um. I mean, it might be it might be nothing. It might just be his shoulder was dislocated and he yeah. couldn't carry both belts, so he handed one of them to Heyman. I just thought it was so interesting that he held onto the Universal title and handed over the WWE one. Well, Bluey's kind of his belt, isn't it? Exactly. And and Paul doesn't have a belt to hold, and the rest of the Bloodline do. They've all got their belts. So you're saying he's like Dan Lambert? Yes. <laughs> co co WWE champion. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> that's what i want um so what do you think is going to happen for these two men now we've we've had the brock roman saga for about five years now this does feel like the climactic endpoint of this story to me because roman won which i always predicted i think that was quite obvious roman is gonna feud with presumably drew mcintyre yeah bobby lashley got like you know the guys who got easy wins that don't really have a an impactful story on this card. Um, but then Brock Lesnar, is he done? Yeah, I mean, there, there were moments during this where like, it felt like this was the final hurrah for Brock Lesnar. Mm. Like, they didn't do a retirement angle after this where, like, he, you know, took off all of his clothes in the middle of the ring and left it there like The Undertaker did that one time. Cut off his ponytail. <laughs> leave, <laughs> leave it, it in there. The ring. But it, there was almost a note of, like, this feels like it's it for Brock now. Because really, I don't know what else you do with Brock. Because he's always been like the guy that comes in and goes after Roman and the WWE title or whatever title is currently on the line at that point. It's like, well, what else can you do with Brock? I think Lesnar will come back in some form. But I don't think it will be for a long time. Probably still Mania next year. Or the Mania season. I think I could see him back in SummerSlam. Oh, Saudi shows. Time, Saudi shows. There's one in the summer. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, or maybe not until next year's WrestleMania. I think Brock came back and he really was a full-timer. This wasn't part-time Brock that we've been used to before. Not that he was on TV every week, but he felt like a consistent player on the roster. And I feel like that is a conscious effort on WWE's part to help them back from the make that transition from the pandemic into fans being back. And he's been a huge draw mm-hmm. and his program with Roman has been the main driver of getting people out from their homes back into the arenas. And I bet Vince, I, I fully expect that to be a conscious ploy by WWE and they probably paid Brock a lot of money to do that. But I don't see any more long runs like that, like six month consistent runs for Brock ever again. Yeah. I think this will be back to part-time Lesnar. I think so as well. Like, I, I don't know what length is on his deal. Like, I don't I don't think this is his final match. Mm. While it did, I think what you probably hit the nail on the head there when you said this felt like it was the farewell to the Brock Roman saga. You know, this five-year-long this five year long epic story that they've been telling, this was the final chapter in that, and we're not going to return to it again. <coughs> I've said that now. They'll probably do it at WrestleMania Backlash, and they'll run <sighs> it back. Uh, we'll find out on Raw tonight. I think Raw tonight's going to be very interesting for a multitude of reasons, not the least of which for Cody Rhodes. We're going to find out what is happening with Roman. Mm. Is he going to be on both shows? Because if he's on both shows, that opens up a lot of possibilities for who his challenger could be, whether it is Bobby, whether it is Edge, maybe even AJ. There's also Seth there on, on Raw as well. On SmackDown, though, it's really only Drew. That's Pat that- McAfee. Well, oh, well, I mean, he got the big win. You know, he's better than Austin Theory, but not as good as Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, but like, really, it feels like it's only Drew that's there. Mm. And I think that the happy Corbin feud has dragged Drew down yeah. quite dramatically. He doesn't feel like a main eventer, so I feel like they've got to do quite a lot to rehabilitate Drew's star power and like main event drawing power uh, before he gets into that Roman Reigns feud. I like the idea of a, t- a two-show champion. Not forever, but for and t- through to SummerSlam. Because where do you take Roman's character now after five hundred, five, six, nearly six hundred days, whatever it is, of champion? Where he's beaten everyone now. <clears throat> like the next logical step is, I am the head of all the tables. I am the big boss, and then you can hopefully tell a story of him overextending himself. And it is because he is wrestling all the time, like two matches a night on pay per views, and those cracks start to appear. And I think if you're USA Network and you're looking at the ratings pattern for that go-home edition of Raw, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this, Yeah, big. where the show was doing pretty well, pretty well, pretty well. When Roman Reigns cut his promo, huge wow. spike. Like nearly a million extra people tuned in just to see the Roman Reigns promo. And then once that finished, tuned right back out again. Mm-hmm. So like Roman is a proven ratings mm-hmm. draw. And if you're USA Network, where Raw's ratings have been so-so for the last two years, and you're like, oh, well, that guy brings people in can we have that guy on our show as well well i i think it's a good idea yeah definitely. i do too one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
let's see what you all think on the Ultra Chat, if I can find the Ultra Chat doc. I've got it right here. Uh, Ten Rizza said, really think Roman will be the champion until Mania next year. Wow. I don't even see Cody winning it anytime soon. Cody winning Money in the Bank at a big stadium show makes sense, and then do, uh, so does a rolling cash-in at next year's Mania. Hopefully it's a different design, not a big W. I mean, it will be 100% the exact same. If they have a singular belt, it will be the exact same design. I don't think they'll limit themselves by joining the belts... I think they will because I think they'll. They did say this is a unifying of the belts, and then they say I, this all the time. Well, I was going to say they're going to unify the belts, and it'll be called like the WWE World Championship or something like that. World Universal, world, maybe the World Universal Championship, then, multiversal. Then come the summer, they'll just introduce a new world title mm -hmm. that Raw will have as its main belt. Oh, it'll have like uh, it'll be called the. It'll look like the, the big world. Gold. Yeah, the big gold belt. To, and then everyone would be like, "Oh my god, that that's beautiful! Like, what a what a harken back to the the legacy." And then it will be treated like a joke. <laughs> that's what I. That's that's what we like. That sounds good. A um, couple of chats about WrestleMania in general. This was from last night's stream. Thank you to everyone who joined us for the WrestleMania Night Two reactions. We had a grand old time. Cassidy Delaney says, "God damn, I feel like my brain is going to shut off. How can anyone enjoy this trash fire?" We had one of the best pay-per-views of the whole year on Friday, and one of the uh, and then one of the most fun this morning at the brunch. This made me sad to be a wrestling fan. So that one on Friday is probably in reference to Supercard of Honor. I could not disagree with you more, Cassidy, because they're <coughs> two different things. Cassidy, sad to be a wrestling fan. It's a great night to be a sports entertainment fan. That's exactly it. No one <coughs> on this planet could do what wwe did last night there isn't a single wrestling company in the world that could have put on wrestlemania night 2 other than wwe because it was insane and it's the i liked it because it was this smorgasbord of wrestling and nonsense and wackiness and big stars i thought it was a brilliant brilliant show mm. Uh, Dylan Jason Voorhees said seeing this many in person was amazing Edge versus Styles was fantastic I also thought Michael Cole screaming at Pat yeah. and being on his side 100% the audience was electric for Pat and I got to see Vince tear his shirt off we all screamed so fun insane uh, Charles Berg said move over Steamboat Savage take a hike Taker Michaels go down to second place Big Show Kane and Raven because Wrestlemania has a new greatest match of all time Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville I've seen so much love for that match, and I really enjoyed it. But for me, it is all McAfee theory and, you know, everything that comes along with that segment. No, we will get into it when we do the full review, <laughs> but since I started working here, it's not a gimmick. This is, a, you know, my genuine opinion. That triple threat, the hardcore triple threat from WrestleMania X7 is my favorite WrestleMania match of all time. It is the WrestleMania match I have watched the most mm. and I've gone back and watched. There was a moment last night where I was like, oh, I may have a new favorite WrestleMania match of all time. Now, could just be recency bias. So I'm going to give it some time. I'm going to let it ruminate. However, I do think it will be my top five matches of the year. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville was exceptional. Perfect. Yeah, it really was. What it needed to be. And I loved it. Uh, Plasma PD says, morning, Luke and Ollie. Luke, I want you to get some sleep after this live stream. The New Day gear was great. Just really sucks that they lost. I hope Roman doesn't vacate the belt, but I think Drew or Cody is next. 
I also became a prediction champion last night. So well done for you. Kevin said, apart from the New Day match, everything was at least fine to great. Becky versus Bianca, best match. Knoxville versus Zane was so fun. And that stunner will haunt my nights forever. <laughs> best thing was your reactions. Thanks for everything and have more King J on your streams. What a guy. Uh, yeah, we'd love to. Mm-hmm. The um, Yeah, I'd... how would you condense night one and two into a four-hour show? Uh, take off the first two matches of night one. Mm-hmm. That's an easy cut. I would probably remove Undertaker doing two Hall of Fame yeah. inductions. Uh, probably remove all of the adverts and video packages. Yep. I mean, once you've done that, like, and you've removed Undertaker's two Hall of Fame inductions, you have saved at least an hour and a half there. I've ditched the women's tag. 100% you can ditch <laughs> that tag match. Not needed. Because that was about 20 minutes of entrances. <laughs> exactly. Those are eight entrances. Easily can cut that. Do you know um, last night had one hour, 32 minutes of in-ring wrestling? You're kidding me. <laughs> is that is that true? Apparently. One, one and a half hour of in-ring wrestling on a four-hour show. It, was, it went three hours, 48. But yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, we'll do a few more here. Bad Boy Dino Cole said, Pat has to win twice to be undefeated like me. After beating Theory, they should have had Stone Cold give Vince the stunner and put Pat's arm on him so he could have been 2-0 mm. and next year face Cole. Streak versus streak. <laughs> this is very fun regardless. That is some fun fancy booking. I really thought that's what they were going to do. Mm. Omar Jose, I really didn't enjoy that much of Night 2 of Mania. Not to say it was bad, but I felt that most of the heavy hitting stuff was in Night 1 and Night 2 was meant to be carried by Brock Roman. Um... Uh, oh, sorry, where'd that go? Uh, a match that we've seen before with not much difference, but that is just me. That is, I mean, Night 2 did not have the emotional heft that Night 1 did. Like, Night 1 had that Becky-Bianca match, and it had, you know, Charlotte Ronda, and it had Seth and Cody. Night 2 didn't have anything like that. Which one did you enjoy more, though? Night, oh, night 1 and Night 2? I, I actually haven't thought about this yet. Because mine is clearly night two. It's clear. Like, uh, is it night and day? It's night two. It's not that I didn't like night one because the Cody reveal, the Bianca Becky match, I was pretty down on the Stone Cold stuff. Looking back on it, I thought it was just a superficial, sugary that. Um, but this use of Stone Cold, I can't stop thinking about it. I've been, I've been grinning to myself all day since I watched the show, and occasionally. Just bursting into laughter. <laughs> I suppose they're just two different shows, aren't they? Are. they? I really enjoyed Night 2. Carl uh, Scruggs said, This is the first WrestleMania that I haven't watched in years because of the poor build, and now I regret it. I had no confidence that WWE would book Cody, let alone have him win, but good for them putting out a banger. And lastly for now, Edgar, who's been a member for five months in a row, said, Love the live reactions. Hope we get to go to Mania. Uh, hope to go to Mania when it comes to LA next year. P.S. Has anyone uh, seen Lesnar's signature series belt? It looks like two horseshoe crabs. Oh. Huh? Is that like the um, <coughs> the action figure? The, oh. The series. Signature, signature, signature series belt. Signature series sounds like something Mattel or whoever it is okay, making Brock right now. Lesnar signature Remember to subscribe for people belt. for this excellent content. I know it is a belt. Yeah. Oh, it's the um the old oh I the know undisputed title. Yeah, the old undisputed title they used to have. Huh. Yeah. Don't yeah, it's the... it looks like horseshoes. Yeah, no, it's the one that um that he had <laughs> sort of two thousand three when he won the belt. Mm. Yeah. Also, before we get into the full review, this show 
much like a lot of WrestleMania, is sponsored by beer. It is. Beer is coming to your front door. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Get yourself 10 free craft beers on us. Thank you to Beer52 for sponsoring our WrestleMania season. We <coughs> thoroughly enjoyed having them, and it has been a delight drinking them as well on both the match reactions, and we'll be drinking them again on our live stream reactions to Raw After Mania tonight with me and Chopper P. Quinnell. It's the Losers Lounge. <laughs> yeah, Because you both had titles on Friday and now you don't have anything. We really should have Andy here as well. They have like all, <laughs> yeah. all the losers in a row. Uh, we can put Adam in like a, a really tall umpire's chair at the top <laughs> to look down on you. It's like Shao Kahn. Yes. <laughs> Lucha Underground. <laughs> This episode of WrestleMania 38. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please keep getting your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support or read out every single one over five US dollars. So American National Anthem, Mark Wahlberg did a... There was a weird line in his promo package hyping up the Night 2 event where he said, I'm not crying, you're crying. Well, you notice that? Yeah, well, it's, you know, he's, someone's cutting onions close by. He was so overwhelmed by the majesty of Wrestlemania he was brought to <laughs> tears by it it's a weird use of Wahlberg it is and I've, I'll say this again I said it yesterday he's from Boston like, yeah why not have a famous Texan actor do this but it sort of made sense on night two because everything was so bonkers it's like yeah sure you yeah, sure, sure have Mark Wahlberg sure why not have the Transformers guy there um I did not watch anything of the pre-show. We checked in, nothing happened. I think JBL announced that he might run for governor. That was about it. Great. We played 2K22 and speedrunners. The actual main card after the preamble stuff opened with Triple H's music. Really nice moment. I didn't expect this. I don't think anyone did. No one it's not did. like it was reported or anything. He comes down to the ring. Like it <coughs> he took a long time. But I never got bored of it. I thought this was really well done. 15 minutes all in all, I think. Um, he hugs his kid at ringside. He hugs his other kid, Gable Stevenson, And he got on the mic after posing and just said, I'm here to say thank you and welcome to WrestleMania. There are some people in this world that WrestleMania means the world to them. Mm. And Triple H is one of those guys. Like Triple H is one of those people that if you asked him, like, what is the most important thing in the world outside of your family? He would say it's main eventing WrestleMania. It's showing that you are the biggest star on the biggest stage in wrestling. Um, so I'm, you know, he is retired now. I'm glad that he got to have this moment here and retire at WrestleMania, a show that does mean a lot to him. Put his boots in the ring. And just thank us all for, for coming and, and welcome us to the show. I thought it was a lovely, lovely moment. Really well done. Um, so the camera, he said that. The camera cut to all the pyro. And then it cut back to the ring. And it was just some boots and the microphone. And for a minute, I just thought, they blew him up. <laughs> a little smoke coming <laughs> like my, out. My mind didn't... Like it just took that he was there, and then he then there were explosions, and then he wasn't there. It was just these shoes. Yeah, it's like a big magic trick. Yeah, and then he was outside. And I was like, well, how did he get there? <laughs> but it was very good. It was really, really nice. Yeah, uh, should have should have started with everything blacked out, and then <laughs> we are an exterior. <laughs> this started as a revolution. <laughs> um, the 
We got another shot of Gable Stevenson. But that made sense because he would be involved very shortly. The opening match was the three-way of RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Your favorite tag rules for a triple threat match. Yeah, where it's all three men are in the ring at the same time. Mm. I hope they continued that rule for the women's match that comes up later. <laughs> That'll be way too complicated. <laughs> This was this was not as good as the Raw match when they had no. Owens and Rollins uh, in place of Street Profits, but it was really, really good. It was what, 15 <laughs> minutes or so, nothing but high-octane action all throughout. Uh, Otis was great, Gable was awesome, the Street Profits were wicked, and a very cool finish of Matt Riddle doing a springboard top rope RKO to uh, Montez, Montez Ford, Ford, and then... Chad Gable went to do a dive onto Matt Riddle and Randy caught him with an RKO from out of nowhere to get the win. It was one of those finishes that also really worked on a character level. Like it was like Randy and his little brother hitting the move. Oh, beautiful stuff. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And like Randy was having the time of his life mm. during this match he's just i wonder if every single like creative key patient was like okay no, this week we're gonna do the turn <laughs> where you're gonna turn around he's like nope not doing it this week i think if you ever do the turn because at this point like i said it's a better story than hangman page and <laughs> kenny omega <laughs> at this point it's got to be riddle turning on orton yeah I, I said that a little while back, only because mm. like Randy's so over as a babyface now. I don't think you could turn him heel at this point. I think it would be more emotionally devastating, which is generally you know the direction you want to go, for Orton to be turned on. Yeah, because he's let someone in. Yeah, you're right, and he's always the guy that does the turning. I don't know how you, how what the motivation would be, but that's that's the writer's job. Exactly. Which is the ideas guy. Do the wrestling thing. Um, everybody else in this match was also superb. Like, well, Otis didn't really do anything spectacular. But he was a tree trunk. He was just a freaking thick man. Yeah. But everyone else was leaping over top ropes. Montez Ford did his huge ring post dive. Yeah. Chad Gable moonsault to the outside. Excellent. <coughs> Should have been a TLC. <laughs> this, uh, all the baby faces had the red cup drinks afterwards so no street profits heel turn no it felt like was... more of a go back to baby face again yeah and they invited gable steveson to join them in the ring so he hops over uh gets into the ring thankfully no security guards were there <laughs> were there to stop him like the gronk and steveson was about to have a drink and chad gable i'm the only gable around here and smacked the drink out of his hand. And then Gable took, Stevenson that is, took off his top to reveal his tattoo that we thought said Humble Bear. They were bad tattoos. <laughs> they were like, when he took when he took off his top, I was like, oh, it's like Michael Cole's body. It, it, someone did say this feels like a new round for the weakest ink on <laughs> Quizzlemania. Yeah, it, it's, he, got a, he had his Humble Bear chest. <laughs> and he then did a big belly-to-belly -belly suplex on Gable. Chad Gable, a perfect first person for Gable Stevenson to do something with. Both Olympians. Like, the story writes itself, really. And Gable is, like, superb. And they've both got the same they've name. They've got the same name. Uh, I believe the technical term for what Stevenson did to Chad was yeet. <laughs> he yeeted him across the ring. Uh, this was really good. It was nice as well. To I feel like WWE... God, I'm going to get burned. I feel like WWE are finally, genuinely pushing 
younger stars and focusing on them. On this show where Johnny Knoxville <clears throat> beat Sammy. Stop Z- it. <laughs> and Pat McAfee beat Austin Theory. Bron Breaker might be coming up. Steveson here. Theory. Uh, these just- are high. The, these are like potentially. This is this could we could look back on this being like, oh, this was the start of how you know you look back on in the noughties and go, oh, this was the start when you got Cena and Batista and all these guys appear. I mean, to your point, they have just signed Cody Rhodes, who is now one of the younger guys on Raw. He's younger than Damian Priest. God, that's insane, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it weird? Because in AEW, he was the vet. Mm. He's come back to AEW. Now, if he comes to WWE, it feels like a young pup compared mm. to some of them. He's younger than AJ, younger than <laughs> Edge, younger than Priest. Um, we're now in a weird position now, though, where WWE are actually getting behind people, and it's up to the people to make it work. Because they've given Steveson everything this weekend. Yeah. And he has yet to show charisma. That's what I was going to ask you. Does he still look bored to you? Yes. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Oh, very he, bored. Even when Triple H was hugging him, it's just like, I don't, don't like to be hugged. Mm. Don't touch me. Yeah. I'm I'm cool. He did the big throw. Let's. I'm curious to see what comes next. Optimistic, maybe. What came next on WrestleMania was a Moss versus Bobby Lashley. It was rubbish. <laughs> it uh, was exactly what you'd expect it to be. Uh, Moss did like two minutes of bear hug. The big spot was after about five minutes, because this only went six minutes. Lashley hit a snap suplex, really. So I'm not like, Moss is a huge guy, but there was no actual proper strength spot. It was, there was no delayed suplex. It was more impressive <laughs> when Wee Man body slammed Sami Zayn. Yes! There was more of a size difference there. This, yeah, like, I I do, I cannot fathom why they had them take Amos off his feet and bump him on the Raw Go Home show. Because surely you could have built this whole match around doing that suplex. And they did, <coughs> but I've already seen him take a bump yeah. now. So there's no, like, I know that Bobby can take him off his feet. So there's no drama here anymore. It was a baffling choice. Boring match. And Bobby won. Yeah. So presumably Bobby goes on to face Roman, I guess. Now he's a babyface. No MVP. This was a pure babyface presentation for him as well. Let's take everything that we liked about Lashley <laughs> away from Lashley. Um, and then, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Amos. What the hell happens to Amos now? Well, I don't know, but we've been saying this for a while. Like, what do you do with Amos? Because well, he's done his squash matches. Yeah. And now he's had his big match. And he lost. The one thing he had for him is that he doesn't take bumps. Now he's taking bumps. Um, <coughs> yeah, what do you do with him now? I'm going to make a prediction that I take no pleasure in making. He's released by the end of the year. You reckon? You reckon you're I, just can't, I just don't see what you do with him. The Moss experiment has failed. Uh, after that, we had... Uh, Match of, the, match of the night. <laughs> match of the night. You can say it. It's okay. Match of the night. Sami Zayn took on Johnny Knoxville. They went 15 minutes longer than the tag match that opened the show. I think it was longer than the main events. Yeah, it probably was actually. Uh, and it was <laughs> everything. If, if you thought, what would a jackass WrestleMania match look like? And you've got all these ideas. And those are ideas that didn't happen in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. This ticked every freaking box. Here's how great this match was. Because <laughs> this match was... I, okay, I described this on Twitter. I used a quote, one of my favourite Brian Alvarez quotes of all time. 
This was all the stars in the universe and the universe is infinite. This is the, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. But here's how great this match was. When it started, Adam Blompier, Pete Quinnell, Andy Datsun all sat there, arms folded, <laughs> don't like jackass. What is this match doing here? Oh, he um, had a concussion yeah, recently. Sammy this and the other. By the end of it, fits of laughter, all of them, and had a whale of a time, and they all really, really got into it. When Party Boy was in the ring, you could have heard a pin drop in this room apart from me who was popping like mad. oh nobody I, popped for party I went boy mad. well because that was you know towards the start of the match and party he was like the first yeah because party spot. boy was the bit where i was like oh yeah and pat mcafee's calling of that when he was talking about the ass cheeks clapping so funny so i was like popping like man i was like it's party boy he's doing this <laughs> he got all the poppers off in one go that never happens it must be wrestlemania adam sat there being like what's a party boy this is stupid it's <laughs> weird and it's, it's it's weird and i don't know what it, i don't really know what it is why am i watching this weird man dance he's so pale mm. it was when we man got involved and when we man did the body slam and like from there on you could just feel the the mood shift and they were getting into it, getting into it, getting into it. When they did the giant hand slap, <laughs> huge uproars of laughter in the room. Huge uproars <laughs> of laughter for the uh, the uh, big boots that kicked him in the nards. Yeah. The bowling ball to the bollocks. The mouse traps and stuff. The giant mouse trap. It was just incredible. I thought there was like, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. It was quite sweet at points because. And I wish they told this story more leading up to it, because it was very much Knoxville versus Zane. But by the end, this was almost the NWO coming out to help Sting. <laughs> <coughs> you know where that you, you know what I mean? Right. Where you've got all of Jackass, but the original Jackass, my guys, not all of them, but you know, a lot of them there, and that they are helping their friend beat this bully. Yeah. This heelish bully. And I was like, yeah, I'm into the emotion of this, not just these ridiculous, very fun, hardcore spots. And they found a way for Knoxville to win the match here because he did win. And Sami Zayn loses nothing in this because Sami Zayn lost because of a mousetrap. Mm. They literally had this giant mousetrap. It was like, Fievel goes west. <laughs> a great reference there for anyone who did have, had that on VHS. Oh, yeah. Uh, the mousetrap goes over and that pins him to the ground. Sami Zayn is conscious and awake. He's not knocked out, but he cannot kick out because he's trapped by a mousetrap. So Knoxville covers him. They get the win. And Sami Zayn's still there kicking around. Can't get out of it. The Jackass crew celebrates. Sami is still stuck in the mousetrap. <laughs> they walk up the ramp. Sami is still there. It's one of the times I wish I could have been in the building to see how he got out yeah, of it yeah. and his reaction when he got out. <laughs> Sami lost nothing in all of this. It was perfection legally the shoulders weren't on the mat well, it's anything goes it's anything goes but does that count you, could, could you pin a man Referee, standing up referee's discretion okay um <laughs> what made me laugh even more if you want another layer to this is to listen to dave Meltzer's <laughs> review i respect the man so much i think he's a you know just unparalleled in his medium but he likes a certain kind of wrestling he sure does and this is the opposite of that. <laughs> so he was he took real big umbrage with the finish because he didn't think it looked like a good enough mousetrap. 
it looked like a better mouse trap, you wouldn't enjoy it either. <laughs> it's like, it didn't look like it, you know, it was flimsy. This is getting a dud rating or a minor star rating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <The observer. coughs> God's sake, Dave. I loved it. Absolutely Sports loved it. Entertained. Yes, I thoroughly. really was. And it is the match of, you know what? Becky versus Bianca was you know, match of the year candidate. This will be the match I watch the most. When all is said and done, this will be the match I go back and rewatch. As much as I love this match, McAfee, Theory, that whole half hour. Yeah. That's that's the chunk for me. Um, next up came the... <coughs> excuse me. Next up came the women's four-way. Uh, they worked hard. Um, it picked up by the end. Picked up a bit near the end, but it, I just... It didn't have any drama because weak champions, bad storyline... And none of them are actual teams. Well, I don't believe in any of their relationships. Every time the women's tag titles have been defended at WrestleMania, if you go back and look, none of the teams are together anymore. Wow. And I guarantee you that come next year, none of these teams will be together either. It's an afterthought of a division. Um, I, I don't care about it. It was it was just stuff that happened. And it's, it's actually quite indicative <laughs> of WWE's bad storytelling and bad character progression and ga bad like trying to build new stars in the year between last year's mania and this year's mania they have released a bunch of people and have introduced some new characters they introduced tony storm shotzi blackheart and Aaliyah. um obviously tony's not there anymore but shotzi and Aaliyah are still there nowhere to be seen on this mm -hmm. wrestlemania card it's all the same people that were there last year so You've introduced new characters, but you're not actually pushing them and trying to create new stars out of them. You're just relying on the people that you've always used. And that then means that everything just feels stale. And yeah, this did pick up by the end. It did get pretty good, but it was just... It means nothing. Mm -hmm. And Sasha and Naomi have won the belts, but who could possibly care? After that, we got AJ oh, Styles. Oh. <laughs> Sasha got a win at WrestleMania. <coughs> well done. There's a story there you could have told. Sasha's never won a match at WrestleMania, and this could be her first big win at WrestleMania. It's what they did for smacking Tamina last mm. year. Why can't Sasha Banks get that sort of respect? AJ Styles versus Edge uh, was next. AJ somehow took a bump on his entrance. You see this? You seen what happened? Yeah, so we were <clears throat> very confused by this. The two theories we had was that he had like something on his gloves, like, I don't know, a jewel or something. So that when he swept his hair back, he cut his face mm -hmm. open. So he had, he had a cut on his cheek, folks. Yeah. Uh, Quite a bad one. Andy's running theory was it was a pyro burn. I thought that as well, because he yeah. had all the pyro come out on the side of him. It was only until after the match that we saw the video uh, where he bonked his head. He stormtroopered himself coming yes. in down to the ring and cut his cheek open. Yeah, wow. Uh, but he no-sold it. I thought it was uh, pretty effective. He looked annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edge's entrance was awesome. I feel like I've been a fan of Edge's character, this new heel persona he's got for the last month, I suppose it's been. Feels totally different to anything he's done since his return. Feels really fresh. And this felt like the, the fully formed version of it. He comes out. Did he, ra yeah, he raised out of this sort of podium of flames on a throne 
in a in a kind of broody like outfit. This was new brood, <coughs> you know, and like with the yeah. finish that we got later on, this really did feel like the new brood. He's like the gangrel here has taken over, but it's like a darker version of this because he's on this throne. It looks so rad. Mm. The big trench coat on him. I loved his black and purple gears, like very Undertaker esque. Yeah. Yeah. He felt like you know ninety eight Ministry of Darkness Taker. What did you make of the match? The match was. Um, it was a work rate match mm. on a show that didn't really need a work rate match. Like this, this show was so bonkers and bananas because you had the Sami Zayn stuff uh, and you know the three way tag match, and then you got all the stuff that came later on in the night. This felt oddly out of place on night two. I know what you mean. It was the longest match of the weekend, twenty five minutes. I, it was a work rate match, but like you look at Bianca and Becky or the opening tag. Or Cody and Seth. And you're like, well, those I would classify as work rate matches. And they were significantly better. <clears throat> I enjoyed this match a lot, actually. But was it the the match I thought we'd get with AJ versus Edge at WrestleMania? Not even close. It was... I, I said this on the stream last night. Because I think they're going to run this match back a few more times. Mm -hmm. It's the holding things back now. I also said that about AJ versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. <laughs> and as it just turned out, they were just having boring matches. Yeah. I uh, I really like this match. Lots of, mm. Loads and loads of counter work. I think AJ was selling his like his arm. Edge was selling his knee. Really well worked. Loved Edge work, selling that knee as well. <clears throat> because he kept getting the knees up for like the, like, the springboard yeah. 450 and stuff. And then going back to being like, I've hurt my knee here. I thought he was really, really great in this. And AJ was awesome as well. Uh, there was this really good spot as well where they were on the turnbuckles, just the, the first turnbuckle, but on out outside the ring, so by the apron. And it was kind of like a mini superplex onto the apron. Yeah. Not seen that before. No, it was really, really good. This was a really, really good match. It was because it was the work rate match of the night and it was going 25 <laughs> minutes. Hmm. The first half of it was the slow, methodical feeling out process. The Akada template. Yeah. When it got into the, the, the final sequence, though, it really did pick up. Um, but the the finish was weird. This did, Yeah, this didn't feel like WrestleMania blow-off. It felt like the first in a series of matches, the best match will come in four months' time. Yeah, and, and the build has kind of reflected that as well mm -hmm. because the, the pair of them have barely been on TV. Such a shame. Like, why couldn't you just start this story in January, not have all the Miz... Well, Marie stuff. And also AJ had to put over a mask. Oh, God, what a waste of two guys. Um, but we're getting it. We're just getting it without WrestleMania as the big blow-off. So the finish was AJ goes up for the phenomenal forearm, but he's distracted by Damian Priest just standing there. Where did he come from? Yeah, presumably through the crowd, right? Yeah, I would have thought so. <clears throat> but he wasn't even, like, looking at AJ. He had his back to AJ. It was kind of like... Half half cocked head, so he might have been seeing AJ in the same way that people watch monitors backstage. It, that was enough to distract AJ. AJ went for the forearm, mid-air spear. Edge wins. Damien Priest, they sort of raise each other's hands. And Corey, I believe, called it an unholy alliance. Yeah, this is the start. The Edge heel faction been reported by Sean Ross Sapp on Fight for Select. This is the start of that, whether we're getting new, more members added to this, and it really does become the new ministry. It felt new broodish, but I think mm. ministry might be you know, the best way to describe this down the line. And there's a really interesting, like people were talking about this in the chat yesterday. 
a really potentially exciting match that could come out of this is you could do Edge and Priest versus AJ and Balor. Oh, the two former leaders of Bullet Club. You know, Priest and Balor have had their things as oh, of late. Yeah. And I think you get the US title off of Balor, put it onto Austin Theory, because I'm really running with that idea. <laughs> I'm probably way off base, but I've, I've decided it now. Um, and I think it's a hair versus hair match at WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> and you, that would be an, a, a wicked tag match. And mm. you can really play off the history between AJ and Balor there. Yeah. And Edge in tag matches. Yeah. I I think that's great. It's This is... It's like it was a bit of a dud finish, but because it sets up stuff like That's this, it. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind that. It's weird in that it feels like a Raw After Mania angle. Yeah. That kind of, here's all your new players, here's the new factions, here's the character changes. Because Damian Priest was totally different from what he was on Friday's SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What happened to the guy? Well, I had a conversation with him <laughs> over the weekend. Obviously. Uh, we got the attendance of 78,453. It's amazing how they had more people in the Ooh. building for night two, despite the fact that night one outsold it. Wow. Uh, and then we got, blinking you'll miss it, Seamus and Riddick Moss versus The New Day. This match was essentially advertised as a, a tribute to Big E, who had broken his neck. The New Day came out in Big E singlets, the singlet that he was wearing when he won the WWE Championship. They were doing all of these huge tributes to Big E. And then Ridge Holland and Sheamus beat them in 90 seconds. You are right. I've done it again. I said Riddick Moss. I've I've blended Ridge, Ridge Holland. Holland. Who's Riddick Moss? No, Riddick Moss was Madcap Mad Moss. Moss. What have I done? <laughs> I'm like so many gimmicks back. Anyway, Pete Butch was there. Well, Scrappy Doo was there. <laughs> I, what have you done to my beautiful boy? Oh, he was dear. there, just walked around. And, Let me at him! Let me at him! He was annoying as all get out in this match. How can you do this to Pete Dunne of all people? On the same night that Peaky Blinders had its last ever episode on BBC, he did this to Birmingham's other great export. Yeah. Or where's he from? Dun- Dun- Da, 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 da. He's from Birmingham. Dudley. Dudley. Yeah. From Dudley. Dudley. It's near. It's near. It's near. This was a. Te- Why did New Day just win? <laughs> Why did the baddies win here? What did this gain for anyone? Mm. It was a tribute to Big E, you bellends. Just have the New Day win. It's hard. I don't think it's like a shot at Big E, but it's very hard to see this play out and not think that WWE in some way hate the man. Yeah, he was WWE champion at the start of this year, lost it, and then never challenged for the belt again. Got relegated back to the tag team, got moved over to SmackDown unceremoniously, then broke his neck, and his mates lost at Mania. And while they were trying to pay tribute to him. Terrible this was. Undertaker came (laughs) after this. I'm so glad you said the same thing that we did. Genuinely thought... It was a recap package. We did the same. <laughs> we, we were asking, Americans, are you getting this as well? Is this a Peacock advert break? Yeah. And we're just getting like a recap of the Undertaker. Could not tell. And it was only until he did the arm raise that we yeah. were like, okay, this is new. This is new from today. I was looking, I was like, is that the same? Po- yeah, because he went that side and then he went that. But where were the other Hall of Fame? I don't... Yeah. Yeah. It felt like when he did this thing on Saturday's show, he went backstage and was like, Oh, I forgot to raise my arm. <laughs> Can I have a mulligan and do it again on Sunday? Vince is like, oh, sure, pal. I think I'm going to make some time for you to go and do that. 
the only thing this was missing was Gable Stevenson also <laughs> there, <laughs> looking bored. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Genuinely, beyond Cody return, beyond Bianca Becky, screw it. Beyond MJF CM Punk, Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee, and all the stuff that unfolded afterwards is the most fun I've had in wrestling. Definitely since the end of All Out. Wow. I mean, what 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 touches oh, it? Yeah, so All Out, like last year's All Out. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I just wanted to make sure we were talking about the same well, All Out. But there is a bit in my head that, oh no, see, okay, it's CM Punk's return. But that was before All Out. Yes, well, I'm putting this above All Out. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm doing. I'm you mad. You really do hate AEW. <laughs> but it's, it was just insane. This was bonkers. Austin Theory and Pat McAfee had a match. Which was really good. Really, really good. Pat McAfee is awesome. His swanton bomb that he did was beyond nuts. And he ended up winning. He had a big entrance with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, Seven Nation Army playing, which was a brilliant touch. Yeah, I hope WWE do this more. I've said this forever. AEW do it all the time now. And that is, when people are drunk at a wrestling show, they like to sing the songs they know. Not just wrestling songs, but if you go to an independent show, very few guys come out to their own music. Marks. <laughs> Marks for themselves. You usually, you know, like, Grado used to come out to, like, a prayer by Madonna. Darude Sandstorm for Session Moth Martina. Exactly. And then people can sing that through the match. Yeah, well, we always said, I, I said this to Denise, when we get questioned to me, like, if you had to choose an entrance music, what would you say? I was like, to unlimited, no limits. Like, because that is a song that everyone can sing, and that is, that is a song that will get me over, despite my terrible in-ring acumen. Do you want to sing a bit? What? No, 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 there's no... Like, exactly. Yeah. Gable, Gable, Gable. Luke. Owen. Owen, 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 <laughs> Owen, Owen. Like, this you know, a lot of fun to be having with that. Anyway... So, well, it, but, it, but it creates a party-like atmosphere. It does. And, and that's it, what you see in AEW with, like, Jungle Boys music. And it's a big... So we <coughs> discovered this yesterday because a lot of people told us. Big stadium song in America for sports events. Same over here. But same over here. We love... Particularly at independent wrestling shows, there's so many, like, wrestlers that have this as their chance. Zack Sabre Jr. We invented Bask in His Glory to, to this for... Um, was uh, that on that show, was there? Say we we invented that. Well, we I think we invented. It. I think we I think I think there's a lot of uh, chance. Oh, you mean Britain invented it? Yes, totally. Yes, yes. No, yeah, no. We didn't personally do it. We Britain also invented Owenzo Amore, yeah. NXT Takeover London. Gable, Gable, mm-hmm. Gable, Gable, Gable. Jordan, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan. Remember doing that on the tube on the way home? <laughs> yeah. We actually used this yesterday to remember what um, Dax Harwood and Cash yes. Wheeler's names were in NXT. Are you Dawson? Are you Dawson? Are you Dawson? Are you Dawson? But it was a wicked atmosphere. And it was a really, really fun match. Vince was there at ringside, just trying to decide which is going to be his future son. And Pat did the standing Hurricane Rana. It was so, so cool. He did commentary at one point during oh, the match like he was the rock. So good. And then he won. He Austin went for his ATL. Pat reversed that and rolled him up and he got the win. So what we know here is that Pat McAfee is better than Austin Theory. Vince McMahon then goes to berate Austin Theory because he lost the match. 
But then he's like, but I do love your ass, so I guess you're, <laughs> you're still my son. And then Pat McAfee is in the ring having a pop at Vince. Michael Cole standing up being like, Pat, don't do this. Pat, that's, that's a mistake. That is Vince McMahon right there. You don't want to do this. And Vince teases taking off the jacket. And he puts it back on. And the crowd, boo. I thought that was it. Right? I, was, I never saw this coming. And then the jacket comes off. The tie comes off. He rips his shirt open. And a referee gets in the ring. Vince McMahon gets in the ring. And the bell rings. Could not believe it. Could, I was stunned beyond all belief that this was this was happening in front of me in 2022 insane this was and then vince mcmahon squashed pat mcafee mcafee didn't get a single bit of offense in as vince demolished him with clotheslines and then pinned him yeah i you know if I, it was perfect if i was to say one thing though theory did interfere a lot for this quote match um but theory should have like just totally clocked him with some with some weapon Vince should have given him a low blow, and that's how you but, beat McAfee. But he doesn't need to because Vince is just better than Pat McAfee <laughs> yeah. is as a wrestler. Yeah. So we now, so Austin Theory is not as good as Pat McAfee, who's not as good as Vince McMahon. And then after this, you know, Vince and Austin Theory are celebrating. The glass shatters, oh and God. Austin comes down to the ring. I didn't see it coming. Well, I did. So we thought he was going to come down during the match. We were like because the beatdown of Pat McAfee was so long. And they Vince won three minutes, and Vince won by football <laughs> to the groin. Yeah, play it again, play it again. We thought the glass would shatter there. Stone Cold would come down, and that's how Pat would win. Mm. Which and, probably would have been better. And Vince did telegraph it as well, because when he and Austin were celebrating in the ring, theory that is, when Vince's music started to play, he reacted like Austin was coming down to the ring. He did the big like, oh, oh no, he's coming. And then realized it was his own music. Oh, God, Vince. Then the glass shatters. Austin comes down to the ring. Place goes ballistic. He gives a big stunner to Austin Theory, who did one of the all-time great, great sells. I think he did three bumps. Somehow. Somehow. The Rock's looking at it going, <laughs> yeah, maybe he is the next John Cena. And he gives Vince McMahon a beer. Time stood still. Like It was <laughs> 1999 all over again. It's 1998 all over again. I was having the time of my life in all of this. And Austin, Vince is like, for real? And I was like, god damn, pal, for real this time. <laughs> he gives him, they clink the beers, and he then does the worst stunner <laughs> in history. <laughs> Do you want to walk us through what happened in this stunner? So, to take a stunner... <laughs> All, all you have to do is stand there. Stand still. Stand still, go to your knees. You you, you get the, the little toe poke in the tummy, you double over, and then you just go onto your knees. That's it. That's it. So Austin does the kick to the gut. Uh, Vince decides he has to sell it, and he sort of loses his balance, falls into the ropes. Austin is like, oh, crap. <laughs> Gets Vince by the neck, drags him awkwardly back to where they were, kind of hits a stunner. Vince had fallen before Austin had gone. Vince's legs, I think like all his, just trousers turned to dust <laughs> because he crumpled. He didn't go down onto his knees. His legs folded underneath him like an accordion. Have you seen Mick Foley laughing at this? No, oh my God. Search Mick Foley's... Um, <coughs> was that on Twitter? Yeah, Mick Foley's Twitter. 
it'll be like the most recent media thing, I guess. And and crank the volume so you can hear him laugh. Okay, I'm just gonna move this across here so we can have the. Uh, where are we? That's the, 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 the wrong Mick Foley. Hold on. How's he verified? Oh, it's Michael Foley. There you go. Real Mick Foley. Sorry. Apologies. 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 Uh, do, 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 do. Oh my God! He tweets so much. This is it. This one. Dad's laughing after uh, Vince McMahon taking the Stone Cold. Oh, let me just crack the volume up a little bit. <laughs> Dad's laughing after uh, Vince McMahon taking the Stone Cold Stunner. So it wasn't just us, Mick Foley, laughing at how bad it was. Stone Cold Steve Austin was laughing at how bad. So we had a bit of a debate oh, on the stream yesterday of like what is the worst stunner of all time? Because look, there's the first stunner that that Vince ever took. Isn't that beautiful? It, yeah, the first and the last. It's all time one of the worst stunners. Like I, Jericho, I think described him as a plank of wood, <laughs> like just going down. Um, Linda McMahon. Yeah, that's the, that's probably the worst. I would say Donald Trump. <coughs> mm-hmm. And then like this, someone said in an old chair yesterday said that Adam's next list should be the top 10 worst stunner oh, cells of all time. Actually a good and, idea. And we were all like, that is a brilliant idea. It's <laughs> <laughs> really, really good. This was, what happened was he kicked him in the gut and then he was like, well, Vince McMahon's 76 years old. I was like, oh my God, you just kicked me in the gut. Like, yeah. why did you do that? And he just crumpled because he kicked an old man in the gut. I don't think he did that. You know, wrestling has worked. I think he... He stomped his foot. He's his foot probably made this much contact with Vince. Yeah, and he, but he's seventy six years old. He's a frail <laughs> whale, and he just crumpled. It was the cherry on top of a crap cake. It was <laughs> delicious to to eat down, and as if that wasn't enough, then Austin, uh, Austin, Pat McAfee got in the ring to celebrate with Steve, and of course, Steve stunned Pat as well. Pat sold it. Incredibly. Well, he had to make up for us. For <laughs> it's like we had two of the greatest all-time cells of a stunner, and then the worst as well. Um, but Pat McAfee spewed beer everywhere. And then, as Stone Cold is walking up the ramp, the camera cuts to Pat McAfee, unconscious at ringside, but with his arm up, still drinking beer. It was... This was perfection. Yep. Oh, yeah. It was... Brilliant. From start to end, I loved it. It's I, I I said in my review as like the sort of wrap up bit, I've I'm not I am, I'm a pro wrestling guy. I genuinely prefer AEW Ring of Honor, that sort of stuff. But hot damn, I think I do still love sports entertainment. It's just that sports entertainment has been done terribly by WWE for a decade. And that long of experience in it makes me go. Oh, maybe sports entertainment as a concept isn't good. No, sports entertainment is what brought us all to the dance in the late 90s, early noughties. Yeah. They've just not done it well. And this was a night 
where they got it all right. Well, not all right, but this segment was all right. And I mean, when I say all right, I don't mean that was all right. I mean, that was all, separate word, right. Yep. Everything hit. And it made me realize I do love sports entertainment. And that is why I gave Revolution 92% and this show 90%. So it wasn't as good as Revolution. It was 2% less good than Revolution. <laughs> and we know the hierarchy is Austin Theory is not as good as Pat McAfee, who's not as good as Vince, who's not as good as Austin. But where's Kevin Owens? Oh, Kevin Owens. Yeah, I suppose he's also lower down the pecking order as well. He headbutted Vince that one time. Did Has Kevin Owens lost to Austin Theory on TV? I think they have had two matches earlier this year, right? Yeah. I think he won the first one. I think he lost the second one. Yeah. Well, rubber match. Either way, I thought this was fabulous. Mm. So, so thoroughly entertaining. And it was beyond bonkers. And I loved it. Yeah. Uh, What would you give Knight to? Well, look, it had the greatest WrestleMania match of all time in Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Do Do you really prefer that over the Pat McAfee, Vince Austin stuff? Yeah. Oh wow! I really, I had so much fun yeah, with yeah. it, um, and it, yeah. It, it, so like with that, with all the Pat McAfee and Vince McMahon stuff, which was so so entertaining. But really, like when you kind of step back and look at it, it's just those two bits. Like those are the two bits I'm going to go back and rewatch. It's oh, not going to be the main event. Right. It's not going to be the women's four way. It's not going to be Edge AJ. It's not going to be the triple threat tag match. It's just those two segments. You missed out uh, the new day. It's certainly not going to be the new day. Blinking, you'll miss it. So, I, I, yeah, for me, night one is better. I'm going to give this four out of five because mm. really was just those two, but they were like two all-time greats. Mm. You're totally right. I can't... Yeah, and everybody's going to say, like, uh, Ollie, you, you crapped on Stone Cold uh, having not having a proper story for his Kevin Owens match, yet you love this bit here. I think they're different. They are different also. I mean... Austin and McMahon have had a yeah. long-term story. Loads to play. Yeah. Ultra Chats time. Indeed. Bacon Rasher here says, Hi lads, firstly, after the loss, I think Lesnar has hit Brock Bottom, <laughs> as there is nowhere for him to go uh, from here in WWE. Maybe Corbin can retire at Mania next year. Secondly, what was the hell was Pete on about with the points last night? Yeah, well, we'll have, we'll have a chat about that later. Pete was very upset with us for getting yeah. his new point system wrong. I think we improved it. <laughs> he, he thinks otherwise. Uh, Omar Jose, even with Pete's the way that Pete wants to be done and the way that we did it, Adam still would have ended up double champion. Mm. So it's all fine. Omar Jose, as to who could potentially take the belt off of Roman, I've no idea who it could possibly be because Roman has beaten literally every potential challenger. I'd love under face underdog Sami Zayn to do it, but I will never get what I want. That no. mania pop would be great. That will never happen. Never happen. Jake Shoper, Brock and Roman each have one WrestleMania win over another. Oh, they need no. a tiebreaker at WrestleMania 43. I think it's something you could come back to in five years' time. I never want to see it again. Dylan Haggard. Hello, Mr. Owner and Mr. Davis. Hope you had a great weekend. Who on the roster is your dream opponent for Roman? For me, it's Walter. I mean, yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Um, just after this weekend, it's Pat McAfee. 
Yeah, uh, Johnny Knoxville. Um, or Logan Paul. <laughs> all the celebrities are better than the wrestlers. I was thinking about this. Um, I know you had Stone Cold and Vince on this, but really they weren't advertised matches. I feel like the part-timer era is over. And we're now entering the celebrity era Absolutely. of WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Bad Bunny was like the, the prologue to that. And Nick Khan's probably been like, mm, media tie-ins. Exactly. Yeah. When they announced multiple celebrity matches for this year's Mania, I was like, okay, well, that's it. Then that's what Mania is now. Mania is, not, is no longer about telling stories from SummerSlam through to Mania over the titles. I mean, I know they did that this year, <coughs> but really it is about celebrities like if you're not if you're not in a title match you're probably going to be in a nothing match on mania like it is, and if you're not involved in a title match or one of the big time celebrity things you're in nothing storylines and if people get like oh well that's such a like betraying of the wrestlemania concept it's what it's, mania was it's how it started yeah when the uh you know the Dallas cowboy cheerleaders they did the liberace can can thing mm. you know as a tribute to when they oh, did that, that at mania was, one yeah. I know I, I, that's what WrestleMania has always been. It's always been about celebrity involvement, the rock and wrestling. Uh, Tom Allen says, "I'm sure I'm not the that Tom Allen." <laughs> uh, says, "Hi lads, this mania has made me want to start watching WWE again. RK Bro is amazing. Sammy and Knoxville were hilarious. Bianca versus Becky was amazing. Austin Theory is the next big thing. I teared up when Cody returned. I think this is a signaling change. It's weird, isn't it? Because how many times have we said this?" How many times have WWE let us down? And like, you know, we've been doing this channel for like five years. Is it five years? Well, Mania 33 was our first run round. Yeah, so five years then. A little bit longer, probably. And WWE, you know, have screwed it up every time. Every time we felt this, they've screwed it up. And over the last three years, I haven't even allowed myself to get invested. But I must admit, I'm excited for Raw after Mania. Genuinely. Me and too. I feel like they could shuffle a few things around and it could be good. Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. I said last week with everything over Mania Weekend that WrestleMania was the show I was looking forward to the least, but WWE pulled it out of the bag when it mattered. Hopefully tonight will be a good reset and not back to the rubbish, but remember this company. Uh, Jaw... Uh, Juad Musharraf says, Hey guys, WrestleMania was truly stupendous. By the way, got a question. Do you think Cody will have some sort of creative freedom? Kind of how like uh, Danielson did when he was in WWE. He didn't have creative freedom. He had... Vince trusted him, yeah. yeah. But ultimately it was... You're doing what we Management say. will tell you what to do. Um... Kian Nolan, what a great WrestleMania overall. As a huge Becky fan, I'm thrilled that she and Bianca stole the show. I thought it would be a great match and it over-delivered. A Bianca WrestleMania streak is a must now. Thank you for all of your coverage. Jonathan Byrons, have thoroughly enjoyed my time watching WrestleMania 38 and spending the live streams with you guys this weekend. Quick question. Does anyone else wish Triple H had one more match to face Cody like I do? Would have been long-term booking gold. Thanks again, Jam That Jam. I mean... It would have been the match you wanted to see, right? It was Cody versus Triple H. It also had been an hour long, probably. Did you see Cody's interview he did yesterday where he said, Triple H is my favorite wrestler? Oh, I know. <sighs> I don't know. I... It's like, at least give me something to latch onto the idea that you're telling the truth, Cody. Oh, yeah. Everything I've said for the last six years, I'm now going to say the opposite. Yeah. And you're going to believe me. I don't get it. He's also 
Raw is promoted tonight as Cody with a live mic. I feel like he's said he's had a live mic since he returned. How many interviews has he done? This is like those people have been like, I'm being silenced on social media by saying it on social media. <laughs> I love Cody, but goddamn, like, this is a very overtly cynical play. Yeah. Uh, start recording. Do you guys think that any other pay-per-view could become two nights eventually? Like maybe SummerSlam would be mm. interesting, but should probably just stay as a mania thing. I don't don't even think I want it as a mania thing going forward. I do prefer one night pay-per-views. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't see it working. But, you know, it does make them more money. If they can, they will. And start recording also says, I think Rhea Ripley should be part of Edge's faction. I know that means that she's in another team and not being a single star, but I think it'd be a really good fit for her. Also, Dunn acts like a rabid dog now, and it's very silly. If that gives us serious Ripley, yeah, I'm for that. Danny G, thoroughly enjoyed night two, just simply silly bollocks. Shows how ridiculous <laughs> the AEW WWE partisan stuff is because they are completely different products. Would have liked to have seen a bit more from Vince, possibly a swanton, kind of everything. <laughs> oh, hot tag over to you. Boom. Tem Ruzza, going to miss Brock a lot. He was fun. I hope Double or Nothing can feel like a mini mania weekend. And now looking forward to Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, All Out Weeks this year, along with Rumble Mania Revolution Weeks next year. Hope Survivor Series can be big. God damn, Tem Ruzza. Yeah, well, I think for, for AEW, All Out is their mania weekends. Mm. I think there's you know, even talks of there'll be other wrestling shows like around that that time, that weekend. Well, if you have live Dynamite on a Wednesday, live Rampage on a Friday, a Ring of Honor show on a Saturday, and then the pay-per-view on the Sunday. Mm -hmm. God, that's fun. Uh, Zach Keltenmeyer. Balor and AJ versus Edge and Priest at Backlash. I think that would be great and would allow AJ and Finn to finally team up and maybe eventually feud after. Well, you do have to break tag teams up as soon as you possibly can, so that makes sense. I really like that as an idea. I like the idea of telling singles feuds through tags as well. Uh, Tom Allen. Hello again, lads. What do you think is next for the women's champions? There are so many women that could be coming back this week, such as Bailey, Lacey Evans. I forgot she existed. Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Paige if we're lucky. Could we get Becky feuding outside the title picture too? I think we Becky Bianca again at Backlash. Mm -hmm. um, Lacey Evans is a really good shout actually. I mean, it would feel like a massive step down. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like when Becky won the belt at Mania 35 and that was her first feud. And it was just like, oh yeah, this is, this is really dragging you down actually. You're not feuding with any top stars. But like, yeah, Asuka I think might come back tonight. Alexa, what they're doing with Alexa Bliss, I have absolutely no clue, but I think it would be good. Uh, Juan Perez, member for seven months. WWE is a kid show. AEW is where it's at. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Mm -hmm. Quinton Whitfield. Hey, big fan, quick question. Do you guys think FTR or Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world? I do love FTR. RK Bro are the best. Uh, Miz and Logan Paul were the best tag team in the world. Now it's RK Bro again. Uh, I'll hot tag back. I, but seriously, I th after this weekend, it's, for me, it's FTR. Yeah, I think so. Ten Rosa said, can't wait for Raw and Dynamite this week. Who do you want to see come back and debut after Mania? I'm really keen to have an AEW Ring of Honor New Japan Impact Wrestling Super Stadium Super Show. Can't wait for the Raw live reaction stream. And then please sleep. Thank you. Love you. Uh, I, I'm, I slept really good last night. I got, got back to the hotel about six and then get up till midday. Oh, beautiful. It was amazing. It's probably the most sleep you've had in six months, right? Yeah, it actually Uninterrupted. is. Uninterrupted. Uninterrupted, yeah. yeah. It probably is. <laughs> delightful um yeah i i for who would i see i think i'd love to see asuka come back 
I think because Bron didn't win the title at Stand and Deliver, mm-hmm. we could possibly mm-hmm. see him get a main roster call up. What about you? Um, I don't know. Oh yeah, uh, come back and debut. Well, Veer, obviously. I thought there was one other big return on the cut. Bailey. No, like a, a male single star. I can't remember now. Um, also, Mod Mother ran a poll. Was it the worst stunner ever? Yes, won overwhelmingly with 81% of the vote. <laughs> it's the worst stunner I've ever seen. Yeah. Ten Rosa said, Ollie, sign King J. <laughs> uh, what are you wanting to see on SmackDown this week? Which celebrities do you want to see next year? I hope the storylines can at least be good from Rumble onwards. I hope Cindy Lauper gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. At least Lemmy. Uh, yeah, Cindy definitely deserves to be in there. 100%, yeah. Um, Lemmy's a good shout, actually. Yeah. Um, which celebrities do I want next year? Well, I want Logan Paul again. Well, I think... So Logan Paul did that interview where he said he would like <laughs> to do this as like a full-time gig. Mm. So he's not just a celebrity guy. He's just a mem- an active member of the roster. Well, Mark Wahlberg. Yep, Marky Mark. Yep. What, are the, what celebrities would you like to see build a match next year? What celebrities do I like to see? Obviously, there's like Conor McGregor is the kind of biggest draw they could get from sports. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any other sports. And I, actually, I mean, I don't really know much about Conor McGregor other, other side the, of his name. Um, I mean, Prince oh, Harry. You want Prince Harry mm. to show up? In an intergender tag with Megan versus Mr. Maurice. <laughs> Oprah's special guest referee. Uh, legit Underboss said, have you watched end, uh, any of the other shows from over the weekend? Mike Bailey is crazy. Nine mm. matches in three days. Congratulations to Mark Henry and Mae Young with their son making his Mania <laughs> debut. Did you see Mark Henry's tweet about that? It's so funny. The hand in the Sami Zayn match. Yeah, and he said, just building next generational talent. Brilliant. Um, uh, have I seen any other shows from the weekend? Uh, I've seen bits and bobs from GCW over the weekend. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Sean Waltman, Joey Janela, and the Cluster F was, of course, <laughs> very fun. Um, and yeah, like the FCR Briscoes at Super yeah. of Honor was superb. Uh, Malouis says, WWE just showed that they do not hate their way of presenting wrestling. Uh, it shows that we do not hate their way of pre- presenting wrestling. Unfortunately, they do it right once or twice in a decade. So I guess good WWE and good AEW shows can coexist and make us happy every week, but I doubt WWE can do it more often, though. Yeah, but they are different products. Very. And that there is no... If either one of them decides to do the other's style, that's a bad tactic. AEW could <coughs> never put on that Vince McMahon, Pat McAfee stuff. No. They could never have put on the Johnny Knoxville match. It wouldn't have worked. No. I'm trying to think of like the hardcore stuff AEW have done, though. Remember that Cracker Jack Barrel Cracker Jack three-way? Barrel. Yeah, and I suppose you could have the Lights Out match with Cole and Orange Cassidy had yeah. some comedy in there. But like the really wacky side of... And that Cracker Barrel, that one done that. That was early doors yeah, AEW. Yeah. That's so, pretty dynamite. So that's a it's a very different product now. They're, they're just they 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 would try, but they can't get the pro wrestling out of them. They'd start doing moves. That's not like what we're marks. here to see. <laughs> uh, Evil Puppy says, "Hi all, hope you're well. WrestleMania was fun. I loved the Knoxville match. All that it was missing was a Steve-O appearance. I've just got to mm. say, Luke, your McMahon impression sounds like Nixon from Futurama. It cracks me up every time." Thank you very much. And a new member, Riot DR. 
Thank you all so much for joining us today. Yeah, and of course, go check out our sponsor, Beer52, please. Yes, beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Get yourself 10 free craft beers. Beer is coming tonight on Raw, and beer could be coming tonight, well, soon down the line, to your front door. So please uh, go and get yourself some beer from beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. WrestleMania is in the bag, but the coverage is not done. Because tonight on this very channel, please subscribe to the WrestleTalk Podcast channel. It is Luke and Pete in the Losers Lounge watching the Raw After Mania. Oh yeah, I have said before that watching Raw live is the dirt worst Mm -hmm. because it's three hours long. But I'm genuinely looking forward to this show. I am excited to see what wacky nonsense they're going to bring to the door. Whether we're going to get a bar run in and ruin a match. Jesus (laughs) That's not. This is the first Raw After Mania, proper Raw After Mania, in like two or so years, three years almost. So I am super pumped for what is going to happen tonight because I think they're going to go balls to the wall mm. with it, and I'm here for it. So please do subscribe to the channel because we'll be back then, and Ollie and I will be back tomorrow reviewing that episode of Raw. But until then, jam that jam, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.